the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton uh, here with Isaiah 61, uh, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. And uh, it's just good to, to be back with you, be in the land of the living and just be able to share. Uh, had a real good month of March. March went very quickly. Uh, you know, those of you who've heard me and know me know I'm not a fan of cold weather. And so uh, I'm glad that it's, it's, uh, it's warming up and I don't have to put on my big Columbia coat. <laughs> I have to adjust though, because that Columbia coat holds everything. It keeps my wallet, my keys, my my everything. And now I got I got to uh, I got to trim down. You know, I have to go back to and I, I, fanny packs are coming back in the style, but not, they never left me because I, I use them all summer long anyway. So good to see them coming back in the style that people don't look at me strange anymore. But you know, when you got a lump of keys as big as me, man, you can't keep me in your pants pocket. Otherwise, I'd be sagging. So it's, I, I can't I can't do that. So it's there. Uh, I want to talk to you today about a subject. I just want to talk about joy. Uh, I'm, we're going through the book of Philippians in the, in the Bible study, and I was, uh, I'm always challenged. Uh, I, you know, I try to, you know, my my mentors have always been in my life and, and make the word of God a key part of my life. And uh, I wish I could be perfect in what I do. It seems like when I'm studying the word, my prayer life takes a dive. When I'm, my prayer life is hot, my Study takes a dive and, you know, I'm going to get this thing. I'm going to get it right, you know, uh, before I leave this earth. I know I am. And uh, so, but lately, you know, what is my annual thing to do is I like to read through the Bible twice a year in different translations and and some translations I like, some I don't like. But I was in the book of Philippians um, and I was reading the book of Philippians and I saw it from a different light. I was in my life application Bible. And I was reading my life application notes and the notes in the life application Bible drew a comparison between happiness and joy. And uh, and and the, the author uh, said that, you know, happiness is based on experience. Something has to happen. So when something happens, you know, we, we're happy for it. And he said, but joy comes from our relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and, and you know, you're happy when something good happens to you. And then you're sad when something bad happens to you. But to 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 walk in joy means whether it's good or bad, you know, you still see the joy or you still see Christ and what it is. And you can't really experience true joy without having a relationship with Christ. And that's why joy is one of the fruits of the spirit, because it's definitely a spiritual thing. And in Philippians chapter one, verse 12, uh Paul says, and I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything 
that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. And, and he said, I want you to know that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. In verse 13, he says, for everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. So in the midst of 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 his suffering or in the midst of his um, restrictions, yeah, I mean, in the midst of his jail time, uh, Paul says that the good thing is, is that the gospel is being spread, that people are learning the gospel. And he takes joy in that fact. As a matter of fact, in one of the one of the headings in my Bible talks about uh, Philippians chapter one as being uh, Paul's discussion of joy in suffering. You know, what I mean, what, what what joy comes out of that? And, and I had to stop and I had to really reflect on that because I don't like to suffer. You know, I, I'm a typical. I'm typical Westerner American guy. I'm gonna choose the lead, the path of least resistance. I'm not choosing the suffering path. I'm trying to go to bed that avoids that. I mean, I, even when I was an athlete, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, you, you knew which time the workouts was going to be the most serious. And that that's when you got a pass to go to, to get some tutoring help or something like that. So you could come in on the tail end of the workout. You know, we had to run that mile or when the condition of killers, you know, you run it, you run till the whistle blow. Then you run again till the whistle blow and you run again. Oh, I hated that drill. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the big linemen. You know, the little backs be zip, zip. The big line would be, it was like we just dragging our feet, you know, running. We weren't even running. It was a, wasn't even a walk. It, it was like a shuffle, you know, they're they getting down there, you know, trying to run and, and, and get in shape and condition. And, uh, and you know, and you knew it was going to help you in the season. You knew it was going to benefit you later on. But still, you know, you just, if you would have had your choice, you would have avoided the suffering. And, and uh, and that's just it. I, I I look at that. I think there's there's another way around this thing, something like that, uh, to appreciate things. But you know, unfortunately, based upon our human nature, uh, that's what speaks to some of us the most. Things when we go through a trying time, you know, we 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 never forget it, and we make we make we make amends to never go through that thing again. And but here's Paul saying that, you know, that the the good news it has helped to spread the good news, and he's taking joy in the fact that the good news is being spread. All he knows is that, man, Christ is being glorified. And, man, you know, these things that are happening to me, it's worth it. You know, it's worth it for that to happen. And when I reflect back on my life, I can say some things were worth it. But at the time I'm going through the situation, I don't feel that those things are worth it. I shared uh, with the Bible study group, uh, you know, the story of, you know, when you're in youth ministry, you never know what's really going to happen. You know what I mean? You 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 pour in the lives of young people. Some people, they come over your house all the time. They do this. They do that. They're right there with you, and they listen to every word you say. And then two years later, they, like, don't want nothing to do with you. They go off an opposite trail. Then that one kid that never liked what you said, gave you the most trouble and everything like that, you know, two years later, he's at your church wanting to be mentored and discipled. So you, the pattern doesn't doesn't fit sometime to go in there. And I remember this one young man who uh, we were over there enjoying dinner together. And, uh, you know, and, and when he was in the program, I remember my wife, you know, wanted to put him out. And not just her, but almost every volunteer there was like, that dude got to go. Why are you holding on to him? <laughs> it's like, 
you know, if he missed a day, everybody was happy. You know, just an irritable, you know, couldn't sit still, just everything there. And, uh, you know, me and my wife had dinner with him and his family uh, a month ago, and it was good to see him with his family there. Uh, he's a dynamic administrator at a, at a Christian school. He's uh, a hot coach, trainer. I mean, just with his family. Started, got a little ministry started, you know, kind of modeling one of the ministries I have. And, and so I speak into his life a lot, and we laugh and joke about that season in his life where, you know, a lot of people you want to give up on them, and I say, you know, it was, you know, it it was a, uh, it was a suffering time for some who had to deal with him. <laughs> but now you look on it and say, man, it's all worth it. You know what I mean? But I mean, that's twenty two years later. You say it's worth it. You know what I mean? Was you? Am I able to say it's worth it while I'm going through it? You know what I mean? And like it, because it, it could have been better. We would love to have a classroom full of kids who just sit down and do exactly what we say. They don't run around. They don't. They don't touch each other. They don't smack each other on the back of the neck. They don't throw paper balls or anything like that. And but then at the same time, you know, when you're going through that, you get off. You say like, man, why am I teaching this this class? Why are they doing? It? But you don't know the seeds that you're planting. And you know, but if you're in Christ, you know because you know as long as the gospel is being spread, it's all right. It's all good because God's word doesn't come back void. You you know it's all good. So even in the midst of dealing, I have some children. Oh my goodness! Let me share with you, my one son. You know, I mean, for those of you who can understand the the the, the child game, or you might have that that child that just doesn't want to conform. And uh, you know, I've had an array of kids come through my house. You know, we on on a ninth on our we on nine children so far. You know, uh, four by natural birth. <laughs> five by adoption and um you know but they've all been great but you know when you look at it and going back through the course of time we treated everyone the same and we looked at them for what their purpose in life was and what they had to do but my one son as they like to say my middle child oh my goodness if there was an island to be voted off of he would have got voted off of first you know everybody would have voted him off the island he got on everyone's nerve. You know, my nerves, everybody's nerves, just, you know, he'd turn around and do stuff. I mean, we couldn't take him nowhere. He'd steal stuff out of people's house. Uh, you know, <laughs> just, if we said left, he went right. You know what I mean? And, and don't get me wrong. You know, he wasn't driving drive me as crazy because, you know, I, I love handing out discipline. So, you know, me and him had a great relationship. We were, we were very close. You know what I mean? I had to dart Vader him a couple times. You know, but he's 22, so it's just it's not happening now. But he's like, I had to give him that that round of neck and say, I am your father. You know what I mean? He's like, you're just there. And then all of a sudden, just before he turned 16, his whole attitude changed. Just changed. I mean, just changed. It, it went from being the the, the 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 pain in the pain in the backside child to helpful, reading his Bible, praying with people, and me and my wife just stopped and looked and said, we've been dealing with this cat. You know, we say no cell phone. He go buy a cell phone. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever we said not to do, he just did it. You know what I mean? You know, he's still from his brothers and sisters. Just do it. Just was. And so we just sitting there like, okay, all right. What do we need to do? But it just, he just changed. He just changed. And, 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 and we were just flabbergasted by it. And even now, you know what I mean? He's such a giver. I mean, he'll, he he went from stealing to giving. 
you know, if, if he has money in his pocket and he walks into a church service, it's gone. He's going to give it all up. If they take an offering, it's, it's gone. You know what I mean? It, it, he's in college, and, and I don't even think he went to college to, to learn anything. He just went to college to minister to people, you know, running Bible studies, leading worship, doing counseling. Um, you know what I mean? You know, you know he's going to be a pastor one day, you know, cause, just because of his heart. And uh, But, man, and for a while there, we were wondering. You know what I mean? We were wondering. And, uh, and you know, and, and it was it was it was painful. You know what I mean? It was painful. You know what I mean? And we know God's word doesn't come back void. And, you know, we're praying. You know, and we still, you know, and, and out of nine kids, you're going to have some kids that just 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 not going to be there. I mean, they just not, they, you know, they just take a little while longer than anybody else. And, and uh, you know, and, and you got to be patient. You know what I mean? You know, but the thing I, I enjoy the most is, is that I know. The gospel is touching their lives. I know that for whatever I'm going through, they hear the gospel. You know what I mean? You know, some people are hearing the gospel, you know, in, in, in areas that never heard the gospel before because of some of the things I have to go through. Doctors and nurses that I've shared the gospel with in my journey to wellness and, and trying to get to where I'm going and, and dealing with the, um, the the particular disease that I have. You know what I mean? That that just just was there. You know what I mean? That I had to deal with. And uh not a lifestyle issue. It just was a disease and it puts me in a certain position. And, but you know, the gospel gets to be preached. I get to preach the gospel to people that, you know, the hospitals are not my place to hang out at dialysis clinics are not my place to hang out at, but this thing has me there. And while I'm there, I'm preaching the gospel. I'm sharing the gospel. Gospel is going to be preached. You know what I mean? So I don't look at what's happening to me as being a negative. Matter of fact, I'm be honest with you. I, it, it brings joy to my soul to put me in a position where I can share the gospel. And and my encouragement to you today is that you have to approach and look at life like Paul does, you know, that these things that I'm going through, you know what I mean? I mean, you may be going through unemployment, you know, you may be dealing with a couple of knuckleheads in your own house. It could be your spouse. It could be your children. It could be your mom. It could be anything like that. And you just wonder, man, is this really worth it? You know what I mean? You know, uh, telling a brother today to try to your faith, work your patience, you know, when you ask God for that patience, be ready to be tried. And, uh, and you know, because he said, I wish I had patience like you. I said, no, you don't, because you don't know how many traumas this, I had to be tried to get to this point to where I don't let things phase me, you know, and, and go there. Because I know that in the end run, God's going to be glorified. I mean, because I've seen it and I've, and I've gone through it. I didn't like going through it. I still don't like going through it. And, uh, you know, but I realize when I do go through it, uh, it's it's for my benefit, but not just my benefit being selfish, but it's going to benefit everyone that's around me. You know what I mean? Everyone that's around me. And as we go into this season, this season of good weather and cabin fever and I'm watching everybody run around with shorts and doing stuff like that, you know what I mean? We can't get so caught up in enjoying or the, the good weather or being out there that we forget that the reason why we're out there amongst all these people is to bring the good news. We have to bring the good news and we got to communicate to them, you know, with joy. Even if you have a fender bender, right? It's an opportunity for the gospel to be shared. You know, it's an opportunity for you to get out there and, and, and share the gospel and, and meet someone that you never, never met before. You know, we can turn those sad situations into life changing situations. If we approach it with joy and, and joy basically can only be experienced through Christ our relationship with Christ and the fruit of the spirit. And so I, I want to just share with you, you know, after the break and looking at 
the book of Philippians and, and going being in the book of Philippians a while about about joy and some things that that, that bring joy and how uh, as we get out and witness and encounter people from day to day life, joy can be the, the our, our subject. Joy can be joy can be what we give to people, not just happiness, but we give them joy. That means happiness with a relationship in Christ. That no matter what happens, good or bad, you can see the positive in it. All right, we're gonna take a break and come back. You're listening to the Spirit of the Lord. Our radio show called Isaiah 61. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton, and we'll be back after the break. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Here in the Twin Cities, we're celebrating our pastors with the 9th Annual Pastors Appreciation Lunch. This free event includes lunch, prizes, fellowship, and prayer. Sheila Franks of Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors reminds you to save the date, Thursday, June 1st. We're honored to have Dr. Crawford Loritz, Senior Pastor of the Fellowship Bible Church in Roswell, Georgia, as our keynote speaker. Register now at am980themission.com. This event is brought to you by The Kingdom Builders. Hey, welcome back to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Joe Sutton. Uh, we're talking about joy, uh, looking in the book of Philippians. And, uh, you know, my Bible breaks it down to Philippians is chapter one, joy and suffering. Uh, you know, chapter two is joy and serving. And then it was uh, joy. Chapter four is joy and giving. And then uh, we're just talking about joy, you know, and joy. And, and joy is a little three letter word uh, that, uh, I never quite understood. You know, I just remember Granny Clampett used to sing that song. I got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And I remember the first time I was at a VBS and they sang that song. And I said, oh, that really is a gospel song. I thought it was Granny's song. You know what I mean? I was, you know, Granny was hitting that thing and Jed was on the jug. You know what I mean? It was, it was They were rocking it, you know. And I said, oh, it really is a gospel song. You know what I mean? That I, 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 I picked up and going there. But, you know, you hit that part and say, I got the wonderful love of my blessed Redeemer way down in the depths of my heart. Where? Down in the depths of my heart. And we was, and, and I used to be a chaplain in a boy's home. And, man, they loved singing that song. Every Sunday they wanted to sing that song. And uh, and we would go through there. And, but I never really thought about joy. I mean, I, 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 I kind of equated joy with happiness. But I never understood as joy being one of the fruits of the Spirit that you can have joy in the midst of tragedy. You know what I mean? You don't have happiness in the midst of tragedy. But you can have joy in the midst of tragedy. And and that is still hard for me to grasp because, you know, I've been raised with a mindset that when bad happens, it's not good. You know, <laughs> it's just not good. You know, what I mean, that we should always seek those things that bring bring us pleasure. I mean, we 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 spend our whole life uh, spending money, taking trips, doing things to bring happiness into our life so that we can, as we say, enjoy them 
You know, we want to enjoy life. And, and But if you look at joy as being one of the fruits of the Spirit, and then no matter what happens to you, joy can still be evident. And it's like, you know, how can you have joy in the death of your Savior? But yet the death of our Savior brings us joy. Yeah, you know I mean, it's still tragic. It's still people were crying. We still physically don't have that person, but we still have joy, you know, because and, and joy runs deep. Happiness is shallow, but joy runs deep. Joy, joy has a deeper meaning. Joy has a multi-generational effect, you know, that goes in there. When a person really enjoys something, then you enjoy it with them. You know, my, my mother enjoys cooking. I mean, it is yeah, and she just don't get happy. She gets joy. When you eat her food, it's like if you want to be on her good side, just eat her food. You know what I mean? And then you're on her good side. You know, you know, don't don't be the picky grandchild. Just eat whatever she gives you and you you become her favorite. You know, when you get there. I mean, I have friends who, who show up in Chicago and still go by my mother's house and eat. And they don't even look to see whether I'm there or not. They just call up and say, Hey mama sudden I'm in town and then she goes to cooking and then there she goes. And then she'll talk to you for a whole hour about how that person ate this and ate that. And then I cooked this and I cooked that because she enjoys it. You know what I mean? It's, it's there. She doesn't look at the negative side. I'm three chickens short, a pound of sugar short. They ate up all my food. It's all gone. I, you know, it, she doesn't, it, that doesn't even come out of it, you know, because she counts that other part as the opportunity to be joyful. That's just the price she paid. And, 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 and Christ for the joy of seeing us saved, paid that price of coming down from heaven and, and, and walking this earth and dying for us. And the joy that was released, yeah, there was sorrow and there was pain. Yeah, I mean, but the joy runs deeper than that. It it, it takes it further than anything than, than driving that new car or, or or watching your kid smile at a birthday party. You know, that that's happiness, but that, that joy it comes in and from the deepness of a relationship. You know, that's what we have to go after. And that's that's one of the fruits of the spirit. As we allow the spirit of God to shape our lives, as we allow ourselves to be mentored in God's word and we go there, then we can experience joy because we won't look at things for the situation in which they happen. If Paul was just looking at things for the situation where they happen and he was just saying, I'm in jail. I'm in jail. I can't preach nowhere. I can't go nowhere. You know, so now he, but he wrote letters. He he didn't allow it to constrict him. He still got joy out of watching other people preach the gospel because he said, because because I am in prison, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. You know, because of the way he handled his imprisonment, because of the way he didn't allow it to steal his joy. You know, what I mean, that other people got bold and they start preaching. Some start preaching to get him in more trouble. You know what I mean? So he says, some preach out of jealousy to get me in trouble, but that's okay. The gospel's still being preached. You know what I mean? And so he was joyful in the fact that though he couldn't preach no more and though he couldn't go anywhere no more, he was joyful over the fact that the gospel's still being preached by somebody else. You know what I mean? And and so that's being able to look at the situation through the, the eyes and the lens of Christ and the kingdom and in your own situation because you would just be discouraged that you can't preach anymore, that you can't travel anymore, that you can't go anywhere anymore. You know what I mean? And you don't have a kingdom mindset in getting to that point. I read a book one time that kind of changed my life and perspective on something. And it was a, 
a book by an author, you know, his name is Jerry Seville. He wrote this book called If Satan Can't Steal Your Joy, Then He Can't Keep Your Goods. And I read that book as a young believer, and I realized that me being joyful was one of the most key things that I had in my battle with the enemy. You know, when the enemy comes in like a flood and, you know, we lift up a standard, and that standard, you know, part of the standard is, is the joy that we walk in, that that no matter what the decision is, no matter what our master has us doing, we take delight in doing what the master has us to do. Whether it's passing a church of 10 or passing a church of 10,000, you know, whether it's being in ministry or being a lay person, you know what I mean? Whether it's being a millionaire or being a $5 an hour employee, you know what I mean? The master, you know, he directs my steps and I'm going to enjoy the walk that he has me on. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to grow bitter, but I'm going to keep my joy because if I don't lose my joy, then Satan can't keep my goods. He can't come after my goods. It just, it just no effect is there. You know, I have, but if he can get me into the bitterness and the whining and complaining, then I can end up losing everything. My people, I thank you for listening to my show. Thank you for your response. I'm easy to find. Uh, just go to www.sotl.org and it'll link you to, uh, you can email me. It'll link you to the different ministries that we have going on. I uh, appreciate this time and season, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.